Take your Bibles and turn with me this morning to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Good to have each of you with us. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord today. So many times we, uh, we take it for granted being able to get out and get around. But you know what? When one of these days we'll all wish that we could do a little bit more moving around, getting out and about. We're glad to have each of you with us this morning. Luke chapter 12. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. Luke chapter 12. We begin reading verse 1. In Luke chapter 12, it says, In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, First of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in the closet shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. And I, shall, and I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear, fear him which, is, which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more of more value than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. Look with me back in verse 6 and 7 be our text this morning that we we'll want to draw your attention to. It says, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, You Cannot Put a Price on It. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We need your presence. need your hand. We need you to do a great work in our hearts and lives and help us to live for you, Lord, in such a way that you're magnified. Now, Lord, you know the need of the hour. You know the need on every single heart in this room. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to hearts, Lord. Draw those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they might receive Jesus Christ before it's eternally too late. And Lord, I pray that we as Christians, those who know Christ as their Savior, have put their faith and trust in you, Lord. I pray that in these last days, where we're seeing so many things take place, but in these last days, Lord, I pray that we'd be a better witness and testimony, that we'd lift up Jesus Christ in a powerful way, that souls might be saved and lives changed. Have your will and way in this service, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll be seated. We live in a time when man puts such a low value on life. I'm saying it again. We live in a time when man puts such a low value on life. And the reason is, is because of sin, but most recently we've seen in this past week, we've seen how that uh, Hamas uh, infiltrated, went into Israel and, and uh, just indiscriminately just went in and just began to mow people down, over 1,300 people. Even to the point, it wasn't soldiers, it was citizens. In fact, they have, have recovered a map to their plan at this point where they targeted school, that they had schools 
and, and daycares and stuff circled that they was going to hit because they was going after the children and young people. Well, we know that they killed, it didn't matter whether it was man, woman, elderly, young, children, babies, uh, even decapitating babies, setting them on fire, burning the people alive. Such a, such a low value upon life and such a, a horrible, uh, 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 horrific uh, type of, uh, of, of way to, to be things. But let me say something here. But even in this country, we have somewhat the same attitude as we abort millions of babies that are alive in the mother's womb. What a horrible thing. No value, very little value upon life itself. But none of this is new because you can go back at the beginning of time and you find that one brother, Cain killing Abel. It's been from the beginning of time and the value of life has seemed to be so, so small. And when we look at life and on goes the list of, and we could, we could use that comparison in many ages today. But the Lord has never taken life lightly. Our God in heaven cares about life. Our God in heaven loves the Lord and, or loves us and there's a great meaning of life to him. All life has a value to the Lord. Look there again, verse 6 and 7 says, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? A sparrow. Verse 7 says, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear, fear not, therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. I've often said that he don't have too much trouble keeping up with the hairs on my head. Amen. You can say amen. Go ahead. Amen. But the fact is, is that the Lord cares about every part of you, down to the fact of how many hairs is on your head. He cares about life. He cares about even the sparrow. So many times we don't really, you know, that it, that what we would call a dirty little bird. And there's hardly not a bird any nastier than an old sparrow. And they're dirty little old birds, and we, we don't like them. I remember as a, I remember as a, as a kid when, you know, you got old enough to get that BB gun. And had a had a, 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 a BB pistol and pellet pistol. And, and Dad told us, he shook his fingers, he said, don't you ever shoot a cardinal, a blue jay? And he listed the birds, but he said, now if you see sparrows, you can shoot them. He let us shoot sparrows. He said, well, preacher, that's kind of cruel. That's just the way it was. I was raised down in the country and everything. And, and somebody said, oh, poor little sparrow. Come on. <laughs> They're considered dirty little birds. Nasty. And make messes and build in your combines and everything else and stuff. Build in your, in your barns and just make a mess everywhere that they was at. And, and, but we look at them as something filthy. But God uses them, a sparrow, and said that he, even though they're sold for two farthings, which was like less than a penny, God keeps track of their life. Because God created them. God cares about life. And, and, Mark, and Matthew 10, 29 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. Without knowing and keeping track of even the dirty little sparrow. The Lord made all life with a purpose. You're sitting here this morning. You may not understand what the, your purpose in life is. But I'm going to tell you something. God has a purpose. He has a plan for your life. 
Preacher, I'm nothing. Yes, you are. You're something in God's eyes. You may not be anything in your eyes and people may run you down, may say things about you. I'm going to tell you something. You're something in the eyes of God. God cares about life. Lord, the Lord created all life for himself. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 it says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And notice what he says, for him. When God created you, he created you for his plan, for his purpose, for a reason. Every person in this room, you're not here by mistake. You're here because of a reason. Because God has a plan for your life and he loves you and he cares about your life. And so many times to pe today, people are, feel like nobody cares about them, but there's one that cares about us far beyond our comprehension, and that's our Heavenly Father. He loves us. He cares about life. Life is important. Life is, is, is something that uh, you can't just throw it away and, 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 then, and then get it back again. You and I were created with that purpose, that plan of God, not, not one that devalues our life. There is one, though, that does devalue your life, and that's Satan. He hates you. He desires to destroy you. Your life means nothing to him. Your life is, is, is just a, is something that he wants to, to exterminate and get rid of. So many today are destroying their lives with sin because they don't realize the eternal value of their soul. I, I see it every day in, in, in this world, is seeing people who, who really, uh, they're destroying their lives because they don't understand the value of what they are and who they are in Jesus Christ. You see, we were created in the image of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We weren't created in the mere image of an animal. We were created in the image of the Heavenly Father. We were created to be like Him, to look like Him. Not like an animal, and I'm not, and I'm not demeaning animals because God created the animals, but he, he, he created you at a higher plane, such a high plane that He says that He created you in His own image. The Lord cares about you. The Lord loves you. More than you'll ever, ever, ever understand. You see, you're of great value unto the Lord. In verse 7 there he says, But even the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not therefore, for ye are of more value than many sparrows. Far too often though, many place a value on their own life. And on their own soul. As to the gaining of things of this world. They make their life about something that will not last. We find that there in Matthew 16, 26, he says, for what, is, what is, for what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 
Much like the, the rich farmer that's uh, portrayed in the scriptures here that's spoken of that he, he had a great crops that, and, and brought in bountifully and his barns couldn't hold all that he had, had brought in from the harvest that year. And so he said, I'll build bigger barns. I'll build greater barns. I will, I will store up my, my, my goods and I'll sit back and eat and drink and be merry and, and take ease and then tell my soul, hey, listen, boy, I've done something good here and I can live bountifully for the rest of my life. His whole life was about things. His whole life was about what he could enjoy just and never put a, never put a, a thought into his soul and where it will spend for eternity. His whole life was about the money. His whole life was about, about what he could put in those barns. His whole life was about those barns. He sold his life and soul for things and pleasure here, and he lost it all at death. And he even lost his soul to the devil's lake of fire because he'd never put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Many today are selling their life and eternal soul out pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. They're selling it for pleasure, selling it for liquor, immorality, drugs relationships, money, things, prestige, and on goes the list. If they could just get those things, they're happy. And they've built their life around those things instead of around the Lord Jesus Christ. And what they have done, they have cheapened the value of their life and of their soul. The Lord God of heaven placed a greater value, though, upon you and me. In John chapter 6 and verse 51, he says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. And notice what he says here, which I, give, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus said, you're so important to me. He said, I give this flesh. He said, I give this body to die in your place. The Bible tells us, he said, for the wages of sin is death. That's talking about being separated from God for eternity. It's not, it's not about just being buried six foot under, but it's talking about eternity. He says, for the wages of sin is death, being separated from God in eternity, being cast into a lake of fire for eternity. That's the death. The second death is what it really is he's talking about. And Jesus said, I give my life for you. Somebody has to die. For the wages of sin is death. Somebody has to die for sin. I'm glad Romans 6.23 doesn't stop there. He says, for, uh, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we can have eternal life. We can have that. But I want you to understand the value that the Lord's putting on us. He said, I will die in their place. I will give my life for their life. I will give it as a ransom. I, will, I, will, uh, I love the world. And John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died in your place. He died in my place so that we could have each other because your life and your soul means so much to him that he would die for you and me. Timothy 2.14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity 
and purifying himself a, a peculiar people, zealous unto good works. It says that he might redeem us. In the garden, we were sold out to sin. We were sold. We were sold by Adam as he, as he took of that uh, forbidden fruit and as he sinned against the Lord. We were sold into slavery. We were sold into bondage. We were sold into sin. And Jesus, when he went to the cross and he died on the cross and shed his blood and rose again on the third day, he redeemed us. He bought us back if we'll put our faith and trust in him. He bought your life back. He bought your soul back if you received him as your Savior. Amen. He said, I'll redeem you. I'll buy you back. You see, you got to understand that we did belong to him, but we were sold into sin. Psalms 40 talks about that. They might redeem us, that he might purchase us back from our fallen state, that he might snatch us from the burning, they might lift us up from the pit. The psalmist said in Psalms 40 and verse 2 and 3 says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even the praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Oh, this morning, do you realize the, the price that the Lord paid for you? Do you realize what he did for you? Do you realize the value that was set upon your life uh, by him going to the cross on your life and on your soul for eternity? No greater price was ever paid. Right. To think that someone would love you that much that would go to the cross and die in your place. He died for sins that he had never committed. He, he died for a debt he didn't owe. He didn't owe a debt. We owe the debt. We owe the debt because of our sin, but he died to redeem us. He paid the debt at Calvary for us. That's how much he loved. That's how much value he said that you're worth to him. Today we live in a very disposable world. Disposable. The value of things don't mean a whole lot. When it breaks, we throw it away and go get something else. <coughs> But the Lord has never thrown anything away. He would never throw you away because you're such great value to Him. He wants to fix it. He wants to make it right again. Because of your great value to Him, your soul, throughout all eternity. God doesn't throw you away. You say, well, preacher, what about these people that never go to church? What about these people that quit? What about? He's not thrown away. That's a choice that they make themselves. You see, every one of us were lost in sin. The Bible says that there, is, that there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means every one of us. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where, where you was raised. doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank. We're all sinners, the Bible says. We owe a sin debt that we can't pay. And Jesus paid the sin debt that he didn't owe. But God commanded his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, us, Christ died for us. He loved us that much. We go on over, if you go on over in Romans chapter 10, down there in verse 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm glad uh, this morning uh, that he put uh, whosoever there. Because if he'd have put just one name, 
That's the only person, people that could have got saved. But he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But you back up into verse 10. And you hear me say this all the time. It's with the heart. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's with your heart that you trust Jesus Christ. Not with this gray matter, but with the heart. It's more than just a knowledge. It is a desire, a commitment with the heart. And oh, how we need to make sure that we've made that commitment to the Lord with our heart and received Him as our Savior. You see, the Lord cares about you and me. Don't sell yourself out cheap. Don't give it up to this world or to the devil. Let me say something while I'm here. We got several young people in here. Can I tell you something? Don't sell yourself out cheap. You hear me? Don't sell yourself out cheap. Oh, but preacher, she's beautiful. Oh, oh she's, man, she's a knockout preacher. Does she love the Lord? Is she saved? Is she on her way to heaven? I don't know, but man, she is beautiful. I mean, she's like, wow. Don't sell yourself out cheap. You young ladies, listen to me. But preacher, did you see those muscles? Did you see that waving hair? I used to have waving hair. Now it's wave goodbye. <laughs> you say, what about those muscles, preacher? They dropped. <laughs> They're still there. They're just in a different form, amen? And there must be more of them because I weigh more than I used to weigh. Can I tell you something? Make sure he knows Jesus Christ as his Savior. Make sure he loves the Lord. Make sure he's faithful to God. I remember sitting down with some people and saying, listen, if you can't be faithful to God, how are you going to be faithful to one another? Amen. Don't sell yourself out cheap. God has so much for you. Yeah, but preacher, I've been waiting a long time. But he's got somebody. If I was here, I'd be putting my hand on his shoulder. I told him, I said, you're going to Oklahoma for your training? I said, don't come back till you got your woman. <laughs> he's supposed to be there a week. It's been seven going on eight, Amen. <laughs> Pray for him, he finds a woman. <clears throat> Actually, his Jeep broke down. I said, extra time to look. <laughs> I said, preacher, that's mean on these guys. If they can't take it, I mean, they need to man up. Don't sell yourself out cheap. God has somebody for you. Christian, don't sell yourself out cheap to this world. Live for God. Serve him, follow him. Allow him to take control of your life and use you in a powerful way. Just this past week, I heard on the radio, I was listening to a, a, a talk show guy, and, and he was telling about a, a family, a, a man and woman that had was decided they, their house had been decorated for several years the same way, 
Man, how do you ever accomplish that? I don't know. But it was decorated the same way uh, for several years, and, and uh, they decided they was going to downsize. They was going to change the decoration and stuff, and so they began to get stuff. They was going to sell it. They had a lot of different type of art stuff, and so they had this one native mask. Uh, and they, they took it to a, they knew it was an art piece because their, one of their fathers had given it to them when he had been on a trip somewhere in another, another country and brought it back, gave it to them, and, and they used it as, a, as decoration in their, in their scheme of things. And so they took it to an art uh, uh, collector, and, and they said, what's this worth? And, and he looked at it, and he said, I'll give you $125 for it. They talked a little bit, and they, and they said, you don't think it's worth more than that? He said, I'll give you $125 for it. So he gave them $125 for it. They left. Just a few weeks later, they got word that, and heard that he had sold it on an auction for $3 million. This, was, this actually happened. They, they froze the funds on it because of the dispute and everything about it. You say, well, preacher, they ought to get part of that $3 million. They made the choice. They took 125 for it. They made a choice. But here's the choice they made. They sold it out cheap without realizing what they had. Can I tell you something, Christian? A lot of Christians today are selling your life and your soul out cheap to this world. Because you don't realize what you have in Jesus Christ. And the devil's there making you some type of big bargain that, boy, this will make your life. Boy, you're going you're gonna to like this. You're going to enjoy this. Man, this, you need this to fulfill your life. And you need this and you need that. And, and he's trying to get you to sell out cheap. They got deceived just like Satan will try to deceive you. He'll offer you the pleasure of this world for a season. And then you will lose it for eternity if you're not saved. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28, he says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a, notice what he says here, a ransom for many. During this war that's going on over there with uh, Hamas and Israel, one of the things that Hamas was planning on, Israel has always been the type of, of nation to try to get every single hostage back as they, they possibly can, and they pay a high price at doing it. Like they may trade a thousand of the Hamas soldiers for one person. They pay that type of ransom. Why? Because they value that person. You say, well, are they going to do it this time? I don't think so. I think they've already decided that we can't keep doing this because they'll keep doing this. But I didn't bring that up for that. I want you to understand that you and I were held captive in sin. Lost. Bound. No hope. And the highest ransom was paid for you and me at Calvary. The highest ransom Jesus became a ransom for you and I that we could have eternal life. The Christian, Christian, what is the value of life lived for the Lord though? It's not something that you just throw around cheaply. But there's a great value that when you know what you have is of great value and you take care of it, the value always increases. As you know what you have, 
that's of great value and you take care of it, the value will increase, if not to somebody else, to you. You see in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2 it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. We're created in, in good works that the Lord might, might uh, uh, use us in a great way. He has a great plan for your life. I could go around the room and point it to every single person's face and say, God has a plan for your life. God loves you and he wants to do something great and mighty in your life. Would you let him do it? He wants to do something for you and with you. Far too many Christians are wasting what they have in Christ on this world, though. I remember, you, and it still happens all the time, you give some kids $10, $20, young kids, and boy, they can go through that, they can burn through that money real fast. You know why? They don't understand the value of it. But you take that kid out and put a lawnmower in his hand. And make him earn that $10 or that $20 bill. And he comes back fine and it's like, hey, let's go get some ice cream. You got, you got 20 bucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I worked hard for that. He begins to understand the value of that money. I fear that many Christians today don't understand the value of the Christian life. I fear that we many times don't understand what we have in Jesus Christ as a, as a Christian saved and on our way to heaven. I fear many times we don't understand and realize the value that, that you have as a Christian. Far too many Christians are wasting what they have on this world, wasting their time, wasting their love on the things of this world, wasting their energy on things that don't matter and will not last for eternity. Wasting their influence on things that won't matter and won't, won't last for eternity. Wasting their abilities and on goes the list. And uh, allowing the, that life and soul to, uh, of great value that has, that, uh, wasting what you have. You've been saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. But to waste it, to not use it for God, it's allowed to sit around and gather dust in the corner or to tarnish or to be treated with no respect or value. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? So what's the value of some of that? What's the value in your life of eternal peace and joy? What would be the value of that? Oh, preacher, I want that. People are constantly looking for peace. People are constantly looking for joy. The value of it is so great. As a Christian, the Lord has promised us peace and promised us joy in this life and throughout all eternity. It's of great value. What's the value of the presence and the power of God in your life? Man, it's good to know that God's there when I go through difficult times and struggles, when I have to go to the hospital or when I'm going through difficult times. Boy, you can't put a price on a preacher to know that God's right there and His presence and His power is going to be with you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to watch over you. No, you can't put a price on it. There's nothing greater than knowing that God's going to be there with you and for you and to carry you through. But Satan will lie to you and say, no, you're all alone. No, my friend. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'm always there for you, Christian. What's the value of a home in heaven? 
for eternity. You know, we look, Hunter and some of these other guys are looking for, for a place to buy and looking around and stuff like that. And, and you see all kinds of prices, and they're, boy, anymore in the past few years, they've really, prices on homes and stuff have just climbed, climbed, climbed. Rent has climbed, 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 climbed. But what is the value on an eternal home in heaven? You can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on it. It's without price. Because the only way it can be purchased was through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. My friend, understand this morning, you have something great if you're a Christian. If you know Jesus Christ, your Savior, I'm not talking about Christian by name. I'm talking about Christian by the fact that you put your faith and trust in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I say this morning in closing? You can't put a price on what Jesus did for you and me because the value is too high. But you can invest in it. You can invest in it. I can't buy Amazon. I couldn't walk up to Jeff Bozo, Bezo, whatever his name is, and say, Name your price. I couldn't buy Amazon. I couldn't buy the cardboard that's in Amazon. I couldn't, and this is no, this is no exaggeration, I couldn't buy the trash cans that's in all the Amazon distribution centers. I can't buy General Motors. But I can invest in them and have a piece of it and benefit from it. Can I tell you this morning that you can't pay the price that Jesus paid for eternal life to bring salvation to the fall of man? You can't buy heaven But you can invest in all of it with your life as a Christian right now. Right now. You can invest in it. Can I tell you something else? That stock never goes down. And the value only gets better. See, how do you know, preacher? I got saved in 1975. He said, man, how old are you? I was real young when I got sick. No, I'm kidding you. I was a sophomore in high school. Got saved in 1975. And the value of heaven in my life keeps getting greater and greater. And the older you get, the greater the value. The closer you get, the greater the value. Why? Because it's your home one day for eternity. But what can I do about that now? You can invest in it. You can invest in it and help others to find it, to receive Christ. 
You can invest in worship and praise of the Lord and magnify Him and exalt Him and, and, and glorify Him. Now you can invest in, in heaven right now by magnifying the Lord with your life and, and worshiping Him and praising Him and giving honor and glory to His name. You can invest in heaven right now. You can invest with your tithes and your offerings. I like what Brother Parker used to say. My, he, was, he said, who's Brother Parker? He was my preacher. He said sometimes he'd pull out money and drop it in the offering plate beyond his tithes. He said in the back of his mind, he'd say, I'll see you in heaven. You see, you say, that money's going to heaven? No. It's going to be used to reach souls whose value is far beyond money. Our tithes and offerings, their investment. We got missionaries all around this globe preaching the gospel. We run buses out of this, out of this church and pick up kids and, and, and try to get the gospel out. We buy gospel tracts, send them out in different places. We, we, got, uh, we put the broadcast on the radios. We got it on, the, on, on like five uh, uh, social medias and, and different things like that. Why? Trying to invest in, uh, in, in people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It takes money to do that. You can invest in obedience and serving the Lord. You can invest a testimony and a witness of Jesus Christ, your Lord. One of the greatest investments that a Christian can have is when you begin to share Jesus Christ with other people about you. Say, preacher, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. Just tell them about the time you got saved. Amen. Tell them what Jesus Christ done in your life. Preacher, I don't have all the scriptures. Don't have to have all the scriptures. Amen. Just know what Jesus has done in your life. And share with them. The Holy Spirit will give you some scripture, amen? He'll open your heart and mind. Give a testimony and witness of the Lord. Invest by prayer and fellowship with the Lord. Takes time. Uh, invest with your time and your talents. Invest with your love and your faithfulness unto the Lord. When you begin to look at the love of God, the price of salvation, a home in heaven, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, the presence of God, the power of God. When the Bible says that you're not only heirs, but you're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, you can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on it. But you can invest in it with your life. Let's bow. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for looking at us who really is no value without Jesus Christ. But you loved us and you've seen us as great value beyond our comprehension that God himself would die in our place so that we could have eternal life. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone under the sound of our voice, whether it be by the live streaming or in this auditorium, Lord, that they'd receive Jesus Christ before it's eternity too late. I pray, Lord, this morning that those who may be here in this auditorium without Christ, Lord, that they would come and let us take a Bible and show them how that they can receive this great salvation. 
and have the hope of eternal life. Lord, I pray now that you'd strengthen each of us to live for you, Lord, to invest our lives in that which is without price. Invest our lives for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed? Your eyes?